HPR listeners, this is Jezra coming to you live from Studio Umlot in beautiful Petaluma, California. And this is NY Bill, and I still haven't named my studio, so I'm over here. Well, so this maybe is you this... Should... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> maybe you should name it. I should name it. We can have an HPR content. Oh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I can imagine the submissions. So this is our... Uh... Seems like we talk what once a year? Yeah, about once a year. Um, our <laughs> predictions for the year, which usually don't come true. Well, you're close on one. It's funny though because uh, you and I talk online probably 340 days out of the year, and we only talk with our voices once. Yeah, you know, I just listen to you every now and then on HPR, so it's it's fine. Yeah, I caught your your recent one too. Oh, yeah, I didn't forget your voice. I should make a new one. I've got something in the in the pipeline. So you're not using your Yoda stand with the Red Rider BB gun? What uh, no, the Red Rider is not here right now. So I used a little bit of tape and a broom and made a nice, sweet, <laughs> hanging microphone stand, which works. You know, I'm still using a, it's like 13 or $14 for a USB mic that I spent uh, you know a couple of years back. And it still works just fine. So I'm not going to change yeah. the setup. A hanging mic. You, you're hanging it somehow. Well, uh, okay, it's a leaning mic because I'm just leaning the right. broom on the futon, which has got the mic hanging from it. So it's all good. We spare no expense. Top of the line. I'm talking into a little, uh, what do you call these? Lavalier mics? Little tie clip mics? Oh, a what kind of mic? Those little ones, like somebody's at a conference and they clip it on their lapel or their tie. Like oh. new, sometimes newscasters use I forgot my microphone in Britain, in England. <laughs> this is why we didn't do this before Christmas, because I was waiting for that microphone to get to get back. Oh, got it. Yeah, so... So, you have a lapel mic, is it, and it's still USB? Nope, it's just a quarter... Well, here's what happened. Uh, oh, I should record this, too. Oh, I did. Always oh, record. All right. All right. Always record. I, no, I hit, I hit record on the Zoom. Um... Yeah, so like last year for Northeast Linux Fest, I ordered a Zoom H1, and I think I've mentioned this before, it arrived at my door like while I was pulling into Boston, so I couldn't use it. And then uh, OggCamp was coming up, and I knew we were going to try and get some interviews, and the Zoom H1's awesome if you can turn it on, hit record, and put it down, because as soon as you touch it, it gets all kinds of handling noise and acoustic, so I didn't know going to Og camp, how I was going to handhold this thing. So I brought my big microphone. And then at the last minute, I go, well, what if I get one of these little tie clip microphones? At least I could hold that or clip it onto the Zoom. Or So I got one of those, and it came the day before we left, so I didn't have time to do any testing. So I tested it. I don't know if you heard when we were ironing shirts, that, that bonus clip one. 
Uh, not that I can recall. All right. Well, that was just me using the H1 with this tie clip mic just to see how it would work. I didn't plan on putting it up as an HPR, but the guys wanted to hear it anyways. But So it turns out that this lavalier mic or this tie clip mic works really well. So we didn't use the big microphone. So the first day I took the stickers off the, the table. Tim Timmy took all the tech, all the phones, all the microphones. And then the next day, I don't think we put the microphone back out, and I never even thought about it, and Tim Timmy didn't, and we all got home, and he had my microphone, and that's why I'm talking into this little tiny, tiny microphone. Well, is it doing a decent job uh, with your recording? I hope so. We'll see. I got the Zoom H1 too going as a backup, but it seems, oh, okay. that, it seems the wave is okay in Audacity. It just looks a little silly. I have this little tiny mic on an actual mic stand. Well, sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> so, our once once a year talk, a chat with Bill and Jez. Yes, predictions for the great new year. What's going to happen in the world of FOSS, or FLOSS, however you want to say it. We should say one of last year's predictions that you had was uh, Unix on a tablet, or Linux on a tablet. Oh. Yeah, but it kind of happened. Kind did you, of. Did you see the peng pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so you squeaked by. I think that I think that counts. That prediction did slightly happen. It wasn't worldwide. But well, you're, you're not going to count that. No, not at all. I want <laughs> I want proper Linux, and when I say proper Linux, I'm talking GNU Linux. Uh, I want that on a tablet. Well, this was proper Linux, and it was a tablet. It's just it's a one man operation, I think. Oh. Yep. Was was PangPod the company shipping a device that is a tablet with GNU Linux on it? Not dual boot, not Android, you can flash it later. GNU Linux on the device as it ships from the manufacturer. A guy in our lug bought one, and I did play with it, but I don't know if like there's a Android and the Linux is shoehorned on the side, so now I don't know that part. Well, dang. Okay, good. So I'm still uh, zero for zero <laughs> as far as everything goes, so that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So So what about uh, what about this year? What do you think is going to happen, Bill? I have no idea. I hope Flash dies in a fire. I've been fighting with Flash for two days. Oh. I guess uh, Adobe's no longer going to support Flash for Linux. Well, so nothing's really changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this this is the like kind of end of life. So this last one, and my wife did an update on her Mint laptop, and Flash halfway broke. Like some Flash works, and some movies won't load, and I've just been fighting with it for two days trying to get that going. So that's my prediction. Flash will go even further down the tubes. I guess now they're trying to uh, like team up with Google and just do Flash on the Google devices, or the uh, Chrome devices. So, Which it's still GNU Linux. With Flash on it? <laughs> well, yeah, but... yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but... There's not much I can do, though, because my wife watches uh, like Korean content, and they didn't change any of that to... What's that new codec that like YouTube's using. 
uh, W something, uh, WebM. WebM? WebM? Like Is that H- what they're using? V- VP8? VP9? or something? Oh, yeah. they're H264 on yeah. YouTube's now? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like neither of us know, so we'll stop guessing. Okay. Go get the applic- uh, the little command line utility, YouTube DL. No, these aren't and- YouTube. It's, it's Korean oh. actual. Oh, Korean, got it. Got it. Yeah. Actual yeah. Korean uh, websites. So until they switch. Which they won't. She, yeah. She's going to want to use Flash. So. Yeah. And I am her IT department. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, how about this for a prediction? At some point in 2014, one of the contemporary Linux-based mobile devices will come out with a version that has a working file uploader in HTML. <laughs> are, are we leading towards phones with this conversation? Oh, you know, phones, tablets, uh, other such mobile devices one might have in their pocket mm-hmm. that have web browsers on them. Someone might open up a web browser, go to a website that has a uh, file upload form, like as an input. And it will work, and they will be able to select a local file and upload uh, it. You mean like a something like a Dropbox or something? No, well, well, I don't know. Is that how Dropbox works? Like, select file on your local device yep. and upload or, it, or say my our Media Goblin. You know, you, you select the photos you want to upload, and okay. you yep. can click push. Yep. So that's that's not working sure. on which of your devices. Um, uh, uh, did I say that it's not working on one of my devices? Oh, I thought. Well, because it's sure as shit not working on one of my devices, and that would be the shitty Firefox OS device that I have. Yeah, you said uh, last time that you did not own a phone. Do you, do you still not own a phone, or is, this, or is that considered uh, a phone? I own a phone. Does that make phone Oh, that is, that's definitely, it makes phone calls. Yeah. It's good at making phone calls. I'll give it that. Yep, it's a phone that makes phone calls. But it doesn't do much. And it has these... Well, it's got a substandard web browser, and uh, I guess people make applications for it. It's hard as hell to update the software that's on it mm. uh, without compiling it yourself. Um, I mean, isn't yeah. isn't this early days for that? Isn't that like a developer device? Or well, it would be a developer device if you like to punch developers <laughs> in the dick. <laughs> okay, now we have our rating. Yep. Well. Uh, I'm sure I, you know, threw a couple fucking swear words in there anyhow. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I just, jeez, uh, every every eighth dent that you put out was complaining about that thing. <laughs> you haven't been having a good time. Oh, no, no. Well, I haven't been having a good time with it because I've been using it. You're You're trying to like it. No, 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 I'm trying to use it. If I put it down and don't, if I don't use it for anything other than phone calls, I probably won't make a complaint about it. Hmm. But as soon as I try to do anything else, I will have complaints about it. Oh, actually, that's not true. The other decent thing that this can do, uh, so I have a ZTE open. It is a piece of crap. But it is good for making phone calls. It is a telephone. And it is good for going into the settings and turning on... Um, I better go find out what the setting is called just to make sure I see it right. Internet sharing. Hmm. 
And then once I have internet sharing turned on, I can connect with a laptop or my wonderful N900 and then access the internet. So it's tethering. Yeah. So where are the roadblocks for... You've been like trying to develop stuff for this or... It's just Oh, absolutely not. It's, it's, no, no, no. I've I've it's it's too I okay. <sighs> wow. Yeah, come this on. Is not uh, getting unload, into, Jess, this, unload. This is not getting into predictions for the new year, but the first issue I had was I thought I would be a good citizen and hey, I got this device, it's running Firefox, I'm going to submit a bug. Mm-hmm. First thing, like the first day I had it, found a bug, submitted the bug. A few weeks went by and then I found out that the most recent version of Firefox OS, the one that all the developers of Firefox OS are developing, this bug had been fixed weeks ago. Hmm. Months ago. It's just that my version of Firefox OS on my device was so old and outdated that there's no point in me submitting a bug because either someone else may have already submitted it or it just doesn't exist in newer versions of the OS. Unfortunately, it's almost impossible to get newer versions of the OS onto this device unless I compile the entire OS myself. Hmm. So it's like they have a bug tracker, and when a new version comes out, they just abandon the old tracker? And It's not that they abandon the old tracker. It's that when I got my device, it was running version 1.0. All of the developers of Firefox OS were either on version 1.2 or 1.3. Gotcha. And so if I find a bug, I won't bother submitting it because I've already submitted a bug. If if I were to submit a bug, I would be needing to be running the latest software for the for Firefox OS, the latest Firefox OS version. If I were running that and I found a bug, I would submit it. Now, you mentioned that you submitted a bug and it was already fixed ages ago and they yeah. didn't go back and close it out in like the 1.0. I don't know what you would call it, but the. No, the bug still exists in 1.0 version. But nobody's going to use it except for you. <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... No, there, there are plenty of other idiots who have bought the ZTE Open Firefox OS device. I'm not the only idiot who bought one. <laughs> And it's compiling a bear, or? Oh, yeah. It's not compile a small piece of the OS, or compile one app and then push it up onto the device. It's you compile the entire OS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I have the time to go into what a hassle the setup of the build environment is for compiling this thing. It's... This is only it's obscene it's obscenely intricate. This is only one device, right? So why why couldn't they compile it and then have a version somewhere for everybody to pull in? It's it's not like it's on 14 different devices or because then someone would be sharing a proprietary binary. Oh. Because it's an ARM device. It doesn't sound open. Of course it's not open. <laughs> oh, prediction for 2014. Mm. An ARM Someone who makes ARM devices will consider open sourcing a graphics driver. Uh, They'll consider it. I'm not sure how this, someone using ARM, I, I think ARM is just an architecture that hardware manufacturers license. Yep. I, I don't think and ARM those har- builds anything. 
Oh, no, they don't. But those hardware manufacturers also have to pick a video um, graphics chip for their devices. Okay, so they have to pair something up with it. All right. And so there are no ARM-based devices with graphics that are open source drivers. Are there open graphics devices that could be used? I have no idea. Uh, based on what, probably not. I don't know. Prediction. I will not, not build it. one. Maybe everyone's just a prick. <laughs> Prediction. Jezra's going to complain about a lot more hardware in 2014. Uh, no, I'm probably not going to buy any ARM things in 2014. Mm. I will probably stick with Intel. I talked, um, I talked last time about being stuck with my Motorola droid in the Android ecosphere there and i did upgrade to a samsung and i am still in the android yeah you, you can't get away from it no yeah it's like a soft monopoly what are the uh chances of putting ubuntu touch on that uh that there samsung for myself personally zero yeah. zero <laughs> no, I have what no. about on your old android your oh you had a motorola motorola it did run android motorola motorola droid no, no, I, I meant uh, installing Ubuntu Touch on that, but it's Motorola, so it's probably locked down, too. I don't have much desire to try Ubuntu Touch, but I suppose I would if I could. Yeah, it's just sitting in a drawer doing nothing. Then I suggest you get the desire. Not the, the device, the desire, but the device, the desire <laughs> to... <laughs> You're really selling it. <laughs> yeah, I have to say it that way. Uh, try Ubuntu Touch on it. If it's if it's possible, I've realized I am not a phone guy. As much I do, I really do like the Samsung, and the screen size is nice. But I use mustard, and I text my wife once in a while, and maybe eight times a month I make a phone call, and seven of them are for work. So I, I really don't. Once I come home, I put it on. I put it on the. Yeah, yeah, I'll cut that out. I put it on the end table. And I don't touch it again all night. Yeah, see? All the more reason to put Ubuntu Touch on it so you can make it useful. How about I send it to you and you put Ubuntu Touch on it? How about I look and do some research to see if it's possible to put Ubuntu on it, and then I say, hey, why don't you send it to me and I'll send you some money for shipping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, if you, if you have a desire to look into it at all, it's it's really doing nothing. A desire. <laughs> You got me doing it. I'm not going to say it like that. Prediction for 2014. Yeah. NY Bill sends me some of his old crap. That's right. It's a big box. I told you I was clean in the basement. I have a whole pile. Awesome. Maybe just a small box with a small device in it would be awesome. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm not going to unload on you. We have someone in our lug that will take anything. That poor kid. Zapper, if you're out there, I don't know how you can walk through your house. Hoarding old tech, huh? Uh, he's a young kid and I mean, he's probably just like we all were at 18. And when he got into the lug, his eyes just went wide and everybody goes, Hey, you want this? You want this? And now he's taken so much stuff. I really don't know where he's putting it all. He probably takes it all apart. Awesome. Zapper, take it apart. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, last time we mentioned, will Hey Buddy work with Pump.io? And I think the answer is no. Oh, the answer is definitely no. Yeah, we figured that one out. Yeah. 
Uh, I should probably go ahead and change the description of that because it no longer works with Identica because Identica is now running on Pump.io. Yeah, we did update the, the readme to say that it runs on StatusNet. And now this GNU social thing is coming along. Yeah. So, I haven't even actually been following the progress of that, and I probably should because I just moved my status instance from the triple E PC in my living room to a $9 a month VPS somewhere in Texas. Oh, you're Sorry. in the cloudy clouds now. Oh, I'm on a $9 per year VPS. Per year? <laughs> how's, per year. How's the uptime on that? Uh, You know, it's probably pretty decent. Okay. I'll let you know. So far, I haven't had any problems. I've had my status instance on there for about three or four days. Yeah, I haven't been following the uh, GNU social either. I'm going to have to look into it as well. I, I saw an update that they're, they're going to get moving on it, and then they're going to start building a servers. And then the next comment I saw, it was Matt Lee. He said, uh, and then we will allow people to join those servers, which doesn't sound like the status that I know. Like We like to run our own instances. But he could have just it could have just been lost in translation with 140 characters. Uh, it certainly could be. I could definitely see FSF doing SFS social or whatever. Yeah, a big as, big instance. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the big instance, and then everyone else has their um, home installs or whatever sort of installation that they've got. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because I continue to. I don't know if. StatusNet will just one day turn into this, or we are going to have to make an effort to change. Because you know how every time you touch StatusNet, it falls over like House of Cards? Oh, kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit leery to even look at the database. Oh. Don't even look yeah, at Yeah, you know, I, sh I should probably go and clear out my data. Uh, well, um, do something to streamline the database in my VPS. Hmm. Well, I suppose I can do a uh, custom snapshot backup of my Linode. Try the install. If it doesn't work, I can just pull the pull the snapshot back up. All right, I should be all right. There's options. There's always options. So predictions, 2014. What have you got coming, Bill? I said mine already. Oh, come on, think up something. I think. Even though I'm not a gamer, I'm liking all this SteamOS stuff I'm hearing, and I think this will, if they can pull it off, it seems like they are, I think it's going to be popular, but I'm just wondering what it's going to be like again to have, I'm sure 90% of the Steam gamers are like not Linux people, so it's going to be strange having a whole flood of non-Linux users come into forums and things, but yeah, that's fun to watch. It's like, will they come into forums though? Actually, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm sure Steam's going to have their own forums. I don't know. It's just it's interesting to watch. There was always the uh, this is the year of Linux desktop, which is never going to happen. Linux will be on your desktop, but it's just running that piece of hardware. You don't even know it's there. I'm sure Steam's going to be all locked down. And... So that's or... not really a prediction, but uh, that's I'm enjoying watching that. Or will it be locked down? There are. I think 13 or 15 manufacturers of Steam boxes or Steam Linux devices. Well, I mean locked down by like when you turn it on, it boots right to, it's like Myth TV would just boot right to Steam. You don't go to a desktop oh. and then start an app and where somebody that yeah. doesn't know what they're doing can start clicking around and suddenly you got 
hundreds of people calling Steam support saying, uh, you know, I screwed up my Linux. It is a Linux-based game appliance. Yes. You turn it on, it does its thing, and it does it very well. Um, I guess what I'm Hopefully. interested, what's interesting about it to me is that games were always a Windows thing. And even being a Windows thing, they were a pain in the butt to use. You always constantly had to upgrade. And so it's going to be interesting if it runs much smoother on Linux and you know starts getting some momentum to it, how much of the game community is going to be pulled away from Windows. Is that a prediction? It's not a prediction at all. I'm making an observation. <laughs> then I say you, you convert it into some sort of prediction. By saying Steam will be successful by the end of 2014. And um, how are you going to judge that successfulness? Uh, the same way I'm doing right now, watching it from afar. I don't know. I, I suppose if you start seeing commercials for the device next Christmas or... Yeah, actually, I didn't really walk into this with many predictions, so let's hear yours. <laughs> That's Oh, I, I think I already t said mine, too. <laughs> Mostly, I just want to take a jab at some manufacturers of hardware. The next thing we talked about last time was projects, which projects, we did projects, and what are you looking forward to in the new year? If we're going to follow the same format of oh, I think us we probably should. I think we probably should. So... What are you working on? Projects. Um, I'm going to take a few of my software projects that I've been working on for the last year and a half, two years or so, and start putting them into a box with a touch screen of some sort hmm. as a semi-home automation sort of system. Not quite uh, L-Cars-ish, if you will, but... Something that has maybe a, a seven-inch touchscreen and runs um, the UIs for uh, a Mutton Chop instance, which is a music player, uh, Glimmer, which is the LED light controller, and uh, the Ruby Web Alarm project, um, at least those three. So oh. that somewhere in my place there will be a seven-inch touch panel, and I can just walk up to the panel and touch it and set alarms in the house, change the lights, and change the music slash video Just type stuff. reminded me of last time how we had a whole big Star Trek discussion, and you're going more towards an enterprise. You're going to have a touch screen on your wall. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, and of course, uh, some voice-controlled stuff, too. You, know, you already got some of that going on, right? Yeah, I need, I need more. You <laughs> need more things playing Iron Maiden. Uh, not necessarily that I need more things playing Iron Maiden, but I need more ways to play Iron Maiden. <laughs> nice. Me, uh, sadly, I find that I'm not using the RPI as much as I thought I would. However, I have some nephews that just turned eight, and I can tell they're getting into computers. So my project is going to be getting this thing all set up for a young user, and I'm going to gift it, gift it over that way. So keyboard, mouse, set up a kid-friendly uh, distro on it, and get a new gen new generation of hackers going. What about um, kid-friendly programming environments like Scratch? I don't know yes, if you've looked into that. Okay. That's exactly. I was talking with his the kids. Well, he's my uh, brother-in-law, 
mentioning that I was planning on doing this, I run these things by him first because I don't know if he's going to be the one that's sitting there watching him. And I did mention Scratch to him. I was showing him screenshots, and he was he was all for it. Awesome. And if I miss it, I can just buy another one for 30 bucks. Or actually, there's quite a few boards coming out now. Guys, are every time we go to the lug, seems like somebody has a new type of RPI device. Uh, and when you say an RPI type device, you mean a small, uh, fairly inexpensive, crappy ARM-based device with a proprietary video card? <laughs> no, I mean a wonderful device. No, I, yes, a small device that has GPIO pins. Yeah. Oh, okay. With all with all those other restrictions you just laid on it. Yeah. <sighs> and then uh, the. Do you have more? Do you have more? No, I just. I just want a damn x86 device with GPIO pins. Didn't Intel just make one of those? Yeah, I think you know, they did. They did like their minnow board thing, and it was like 200 bucks. Oh. AMD's got one too, and it's like 200 bucks. I'm sure they would send you a review unit if you send them a nice postcard. Um, you know, I've sent plenty of postcards and haven't received shit. Well, except from other postcards from other awesome people who send postcards. Yeah, the postcard, the postcard club. Still get one yes. every once in a while. It's it, the the mailbox is where you go to get junk mail or people wanting money from you, and it just gives me a nice smile when every once in a while there's something fun in there. Yeah, typically, typically I refer to going to the mailbox as bringing in the recycling. Yeah, actually, I I roll our recycling bin out where they're going to pick it up on uh, Monday nights, and I open the mailbox then and I just dump, 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 and I pull in the bills. That's Bring the bills into the house and pay people money. Aren't you normally in the house? No, I'm saying I roll the recycling bin to the curb. It was a bill joke. Bill, Bill. That was a bill joke. How is that a bill joke? Your name is Bill. Uh, Oh, (laughs) well. Okay. You bring the bills into the house. He'll be here all week, folks. (laughs) We need a a rim shot. Then the last thing we talked about last time, our, our super duper let's talk about us format is what are you looking forward to in 2014? Aside from the predictions of tech that's going to come out. Oh, hold on a second. Mm. Back the truck up. Did you see that Belkin is making a Linux-powered networked crockpot? Crockpot? A crockpot. Is this what the guys in my IRC, the Lug IRC, were talking about? They were joking about a smartphone crockpot. So maybe that's Uh, what they meant. They weren't joking. (laughs) No, I didn't see that. But what I did see recently, which looks interesting, was uh, Linksys is coming out with kind of a WRT54G replacement, which is open hardware, open APIs, running Linux. That might be interesting. Very high price point. Oh, yeah, it was like 300 bucks. But Oh, and again, that is also Belkin. Belkin now owns Linksys. I did not know that. Oh, really? I saw it was still a shitty Cisco owned them. For 2014 for me is Northeast Linux Fest is coming up. That should be fun. And this year there's a hope in New York City. So two events I'm looking forward to. Well, I will be going to, I have no idea. There must be something going on on the left coast. Well, there's the Northern California Beard and Mustache Competition in April in Sacramento, California. I'll probably be going to that. But nice. that's not exactly, that's not really floss right there. That's a... You just got to wear a Linux t-shirt and everything's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> and 
Um, yeah, I should probably look to see what's going on with scale. See, find out when that's going to happen. Is that a yearly? Yes, it is. Oh, but it so. is down in Smell A, so that's a problem. Oh yeah, that's. You don't have a train that runs that way. Uh, no, you're thinking of um, other countries that care about their infrastructure and moving <laughs> people around efficiently. What if they made a locked down arm based train that oh. went from Petaluma? <laughs> He's throwing his microphone. No, that it would it would run Windows RT, and I would not get on it. <laughs> oh, predictions for 2014: hmm. the death of Windows RT. Oh, official death, not just. Oh yeah, no one's buying it. I mean, official. Like, oh sorry, we fucked up. You're uh, you're getting really. Uh, are you touching your microphone or something? Uh, no. Why? What's up? You're getting really loud. Like it's almost like you're. Oh, maybe I'm getting heated and aggravated. Is the sideburn touching the microphone? Oh, you know, it definitely is. <laughs> Comb those things back, man. But that's that's the red phone. That's not the phone, or that's not the mic that I'm actually recording with. So I. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, you're talking to me on the red phone, and a mic is recording with to Audacity. Yes. Okay. Nobody. Nobody will hear this. Well, th they the will. Lovely sounds of Jezra's <laughs> side sideburns. If it gets into. Uh, well, we'll hear the conversation. So, my current setup for recording this conversation, by the way, um, I have my laptop, which is a Zarizen Alto. I am running Audacity to record through a USB microphone. And I am using Mumble for communication. And the red phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm just using the E for Audacity and Mumble and... Since the H1 is right here, I I just do a backup with that. That thing gets amazing. Two two gig SD card on that thing lasts like sixty hours. Wow. Wonder what form what format does it record uh, to? That is the lowest. That might be MP3. And then you don't want to hear about the switch that goes to WMA. That cuts it down to like two hours. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about the switch. But I know, uh, I know some some other HPR people did buy this device. So if you are having handling noises, problems with it, try the uh, tie clip mic, like I mentioned. You can just plug it in, wrap it around, and clip it right to the cage around the H1, and it works good. Well, if the problem has to do with actually handling and touching the device, I would yeah. suggest making a hat with a boom on it, and then suspending the recording device from the <laughs> boom so that. When you are interviewing someone, you have this You're hitting mic. them in the eyeball. With <laughs> well, you don't have, you don't have to violate their personal bubble. Duck, duck. I but even he... I even went to the extent of taking the whole thing apart, unscrewing the mics from the plastic, and then doing some test recordings while they weren't touching any of the body, and then thinking I could wrap them in foam or something. But that just looked like it would it would break in transit or something. So I put it all back together. And, I went with the external mic. Yeah, that sounds like the best option. Although I really like the idea of a hat with a boom and a suspended <laughs> recording device. I think that'd be great. So at scale, when you want to do an interview, look for the guy with the hat and the boom and the suspended device. <laughs> <laughs> I am at the end of my bullet points. I did not make any notes whatsoever because I'm a slacker. Yeah, well, I have to make these bullet points or I'll just go, uh, 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 uh. Hmm. So we're wrapping it up? 
I think we can wrap it up. Okay. So we're going to do uh, contact info, I guess. Uh, sure. Um, you can go first. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's another uh, conversation with us. <laughs> and if anybody wants to contact me, I am nybill at gunmonkeynet.net. And, oh. Oh, yeah. Well, you can find me on StatusNet, but I've said it so many times. I think all the people that are interested coming in there are in there already. So, but, yeah, over to you. Um, and I'm Jezra. I can be reached. Uh, send an email to jezra at jezra.net. Yeah, because I'm that guy. <laughs> and I also have a personal status instance. It is status.jezra.net. And I like coffee. And you can go see all about that at coffee.jezra.net. <laughs> and on that note, play the music. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Till next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna sing with you. <laughs> you have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.